Good morning, and so good to have you with us today. And today we're just thinking about the next of the fruits of spirit that we are looking at in our sermon series that we've called Bear Fruits. And today we're thinking about patience. Who doesn't need more patience? How many of you have lost patience over this last week? And we lose patience for all sorts of reasons, don't we? You know, people are uh, just annoy us. Uh, maybe they were fed up with them. Um, maybe we're fed up waiting for them to do something. We lose patience when we get angry with people. Uh, we lose patience when things don't go our way because we like to get our own way, don't we? We always do. We're always losing patience over something. And this uh, sermon is just looking at how do we actually grow in patience? Because we lose patience. Don't we? That's how we describe it. I've lost patience. As if it's gone. But it's not gone. Because what I want to say today is to basically say that you can choose to be patient. We've said it pretty much in all of the fruits so far. Fruit is something that God is bringing out of us, but it's also something that we choose to engage with as well. There's a both and here. It's not either or. It's not simply our work. It's not simply God's work. It's what God brings out of us and what we then choose to display. And so I'm going to say in a moment that we can choose patience. It's not lost and gone forever. We know that, don't we? Because the next day we might feel better about something and we'd be far more patient with people. And some of us have more than others. Some people have what we call a short fuse, don't they? It doesn't take much and bang, they're off. You know, they're kind of shouting and raging or losing the rag over something. And then others who seem to have this kind of saintly way about them where they float through life without anything ever bothering them. I have actually never met anyone like that. I don't know who are you. I haven't. I pretty much everyone I know will lose patience over something. It just needs the right circumstances or the right kinds of people to come along and we lose it. But it's interesting, isn't it? Because we're talking here about the fruits of the Spirit and all of the fruits of the Spirit are in some way a reflection of the character of God himself. And God, of course, is patient. And Peter talks a lot, really, about patience when, he, when he's talking about Jesus. That's no wonder, really, is it? You know, Peter was the one who denied Jesus three times just before Jesus was crucified. And then, of course, it was Jesus who reinstated Peter to be the, the leader of the church. Peter understood the patience of Jesus. In fact, he describes it even more powerfully than that. And he talks about it a number of times. I'm just going to pick up on, on one thing. So in uh, 2 Peter uh, chapter 3, he says this, But do not forget this one thing, dear friends. With the Lord, a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like a day. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. He is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but wanting all to come to repentance. And then just a few verses on, he says, bear in mind that our Lord's patience means salvation. Isn't that incredible? That patience and salvation are deeply connected. Think about it for a moment. The moment you enter into sin, which is very early on in your life, you deserve judgment. 
And God at that point could judge you and damn you to eternal damnation. God can do that. But instead, he waits patiently for you to come to repentance and to come to salvation. He is holding off judgment in order that people might repent. There would be no salvation without patience. Isn't that incredible? That's how important patience is within the, the Bible, within our theological framework and understanding of God. Without patience, there would be no salvation for us. And, and Paul understands this as well. In 1 Timothy 1, he says, Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am the worst. But for that very reason, I was shown mercy, so that in me, the worst of sinners, Christ might display his unlimited patience as an example of those who would believe in him and receive eternal life. Paul is using his life as someone who had actively worked against God as an example of the patience of God towards us, who was waiting for us all. No matter how much we frustrate him, disappoint him, uh, deny him, he is still waiting. He is choosing not to judge at this time. Even though everything within his divine character is against the sin in our lives, he is choosing not to judge. But some people might be saying, well, didn't Jesus lose patience like when he walked into the temple and cast out the moneylenders? Well, let's just think for a moment about what patience is, particularly patience as described by the words in Galatians 5, where the fruit of the Spirit is. So our English translators are trying to work out what each of these uh, nine words mean. And uh, the, the Greek word in the NIV is interpreted as patience. In other versions, it has long-suffering. That's probably a better way of translating that word. Because the word actually means long passion or long anger. In other words, it is the complete opposite of a short fuse. It is being angry, maybe for a long time, but choosing not to act on it. That's the key bit. That you're choosing not to react to the emotion that's within you. No matter how strong or negative that might be. It's our saying, I'm going to choose to not act on this. So it's about having a long fuse, not a short fuse. In other words, it's a bit like what Paul says in Ephesians 4.26, where he says, you know, be angry, but do not sin. This word is saying that you're not meant to be that kind of wonderful saint who slips through life without any kind of negative emotional frustration or loss of patience because we're not built like that. We are built to, in some way, to experience these negative things, but we are also built to not, to not act on them. We don't have to, we can choose not to. And patience really is about growing in the ability to control some of that negative emotion, to be able to say, I'm not gonna act this out. It's about recognizing that the people who are frustrating us They've got their own issues. They've got their own problems that they're trying to deal with, trying to wrestle with. And part of our frustration with them might be that they're just trying to still work things out. And so giving them space, 
See, your, your lack of patience is never about other people. We sometimes like to point the finger, don't we, when we lose patience, well, it was your fault, you didn't do this. Our lack of patience is always what we choose to do because we do not have to act on those negative emotions. So Jesus said, you know, if someone slaps you on the right cheek, offer them your left cheek. In other words, don't respond, don't react. Be patient, choose patience. See, that's the key to patience, isn't it? It is the choice to not react. And the interesting thing with this Greek word in, in Galatians, and also you see it in our uh, reading from Ephesians, is that it is only ever used in the Bible in relation to other people, not about circumstances. It's not about standing in the queue and using patience. This is about other people. And the reason for that is some of the fruits of the Spirit is all about our community life together as a church. So goodness, kindness, faithfulness, self-control, these are the things that are all about relationship. And it's interesting that Galatians 5 is rooted in uh, the, the Galatians' relationship with each other. So at the beginning, Paul says to them, look, you know, you've got to love your and serve your neighbour and in the midst of all the uh, in-squabbling and fighting, that they were not to devour one another. Ephesians 4, where our reading is, where it also talks about having patience and then also says kindness and some other words that are related to the fruits of the Spirit. That is all about the unity of the church. See, there is no unity of the church if we lose patience with each other all the time. This is a deeply communal, community-based word. It is all about how we choose to relate to each other as, as Christians and also to those who are outside of the church. We're meant to live in community and to do that, we have to rub up against people who we don't like, who we disagree with, who do strange things, who act in different ways to we act. And you need to be patient with them. Why? Because they're learning to be patient with you because you're just the same to them. The church is an incredible thing because it brings together people of all sorts of different types and uh, different backgrounds and throws them all together as one. And in there, we learn what it means to be like God, to be patient, to be patient with one another. So, how do we actually grow in community? What does that actually mean for us? Sorry, impatience. How do we grow in patience? Well, I think there's three things. I'm going to give you three very quick things to reflect on. The first, uh, and should be no surprise to anyone who's watched some of the others, we have to abide in Christ. We've said that on, on at least two or three of the others. Abide in Christ. It is out of our relationship to Jesus that these things grow. I was reading a, a, a paper uh, uh, earlier this week, a scholarly paper, which was all about how neuroscientists have discovered that there are certain parts of the brain that seem to be responsible for character. And they are always activated when a person is in relation to someone that they love. In other words, that area of their brain grows and develops 
in relationship to those who they love. If you love Jesus, spending time with him will develop that for you. It will actually activate your brain. It will rewire your brain so that you become like him. And this applies to every aspect of the fruit of the Spirit. But perhaps more so to patience, because we all need it so much. And patience can be found in no other place other than Jesus. We can't learn patience apart from him. We cannot rewire our brain ourselves. It is in spending time with him that you learn to grow in all of the fruits and that you learn to grow in patience. And that leads me to the second thing. And that is actually to grow in all of the fruits. It's, there's a danger, I think, in us doing our sermon series like this, that we simply focus on one thing and say, this is what I need. But if you think about it, particularly with patience, if you are learning to love people and to be kind to people and to be gentle with people, then you'll learn how to be patient, won't you? That goes almost hand in hand with those things. If you learn, if you're growing in joyfulness, then you're not living in a place of stress. And stress is one of those things that reduces our patience, stress, anxiety. So that means peace. If you go in peace, surely that allows you to be more patient. I think that perhaps out of all of the fruits, this is the one that is the most connected to all the others. So grow in all of the fruits of the Spirit. And the third thing is this, and this might surprise you. Practice the Sabbath. One of the reasons why we lose patience so quickly is that our minds are running quickly and we're trying to do so much in so little time. We fill up our days with all sorts of rubbish, don't we? We fill up our brains with stuff that doesn't really matter. It increases our anxiety, increases our stress, increases our, our weariness and tiredness. Practicing the Sabbath properly should be something that re-energizes you, allows you to clear the clutter from your mind, allows you to reset your heart so that you start again. And it is constantly in that practice of Sabbath, of setting aside a day for Jesus, spending time with him, resting, allowing him to revitalize every aspect of your life. It is there that we discover the place where we can be patient. Because we all know it. Stress, anxiety, tiredness, they decrease our patience. And the opposite is true. Being in that place of rest, in connectedness to Jesus, in connectedness to our environment, allows us to grow in patience. Practice the Sabbath. So let's just spend a bit of time with Jesus now. Right where you are, I want to encourage you just to kind of rest, just stop what you're doing. Maybe even put your hands out as a, as a way of saying to God, Lord, I'm here to receive whatever you want to give me. And just for a moment, just allow everything to slow down. Don't focus on what's coming next, on the things that you need to do today. Just put your focus on Jesus. Holy Spirit, just fill the hearts and the minds of those who are watching us now. 
connect with them again. Let them discover just how patient you are with them. May they learn patience from you and may they grow in patience. May that come out of their relationship with you. Just allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you now. Just listen to what he might say. There might just be something going on in your mind and you're wondering what it is. Just take time to reflect on that. That might be God just trying to speak to you. Maybe you've got a Bible verse going through your mind. Just meditate on it. Take time to, to think about each word. Lord, I pray that you'd help my friends abide in you now. May they rest in you. And there in that place, let them grow and let them grow in patience. Amen.